Wednesday morning and a better day temperature-wise. The wind is going to be fairly strong today, both central and southern Saskatchewan, but sunshine for the most part. And that cold temperature that we started the morning with actually starts to warm up as the day goes along. In fact, it gets to plus temperatures for tomorrow, so not too bad at all. And then uh, nothing bitterly cold over the next week. It does cool off a little bit, but I would say more normal for this time of the year. You know, I'm proud of farm roots for me. I always talk about the fact that I'm very proud that I was born and raised on a farm. And, And part of, I think, what I took for granted back in those early days of my life were things like steak, potatoes, carrots, lentil soup, pork chops, you name it. I mean, we lived on a farm, we had cattle, and as a result, often supper would be something that we could get right on the farm. In fact, it wasn't until my adult life moving off the farm into the city where now those are the things that I'm I'm yearning for. You want that food, that wholesome Saskatchewan homegrown food. And that's why I'm so excited to be talking with my next guest. Jen Sharp is a journalist, is a writer, but I would say probably best known to you as the host of Flat Out Food, a documentary series that tracks Saskatchewan ingredients from field to plate. And it's on City TV. It's going into season four. This has been an incredible success. And Jen joins us on the phone this morning. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Evan. Thanks for having me on. So where does, I, I was just giving my, you know, my background, I'm a farm kid, and, and so I love all of that homegrown food. Is that where your passion for prairie cuisine comes from as well? Yeah, definitely. I grew up on a family farm near Craig, Evan, and that was how we ate growing up too. And that was how my grandparents and great-grandparents who immigrated to Canada from various parts of Europe, I mean, that was how we all ate. And farm to table wasn't a wasn't a trend it was the only option so that really eating that way and growing up that way really instilled just a passion for homegrown food and how good it tastes and how nourishing it is for sure and and i think as a kid and i just kind of alluded to this i don't think i appreciated it enough how good that food was because now if you have roast beef potatoes and carrots now i'm thinking oh my gosh this is incredible but back then you kind of just took it for granted and I think I also took for granted that my mom made meals every night from scratch for us, <laughs> or my grandma did. You're that, right. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore, right? Yeah, you are so right. So I'm so proud of you. I think this series is outstanding. I've watched multiple episodes of it. So how many episodes have you done altogether? Thank you so much, Evan. That that means a lot. Uh, you know, I don't even have the count offhand. Season one, there was six episodes. Season two, there was eight. Season Sorry, season two, there was five. Season three, there was eight. And season four, there was six. How fast is your math? <laughs> <laughs> 27. Frank Frank has yeah. his, uh, his calculator brain going. So that's, I mean, that's outstanding. And it, this actually has been a passion for you for a long time. I remember reading, you wrote for the Leader Post, correct? I did. Yeah. yeah. I started out writing for writing about food for the Leader Post and the Star Phoenix. I had a column named Sharpie. Nice little pun, hey? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's that was in 2011 to 2015, I believe. And I always wrote about where chefs were sourcing food from because chefs are really that conduit a lot of the times for people to open up new doorways to discover where food has been coming from, to make connections with farmers, especially 
for city folks that may not have those connections or have that knowledge, a chef, like a really great meal in a restaurant using local ingredients can often be a way that people can discover that food and where to get it from. So in my column, I always used to write about what restaurants were doing and those relationships with farmers and how it was all coming to the table in Saskatoon and Regina. Jen Sharp is my guest, journalist, writer, and host of Flat Out Food on City TV. So you went from writing a column to writing a book, 2018, Flat Out Delicious. Uh, is that where you got the idea for the TV show? Well, I actually didn't have an idea for a TV show at all. Like when I was researching the book, it was the summer, fall, and into the winter of 2018 and early 2019. And I traveled all over the province with my photographer, Richard Marjan, and I wanted to visit all of these farms in person to see how they were growing and raising food and treating the land. And, of course, I wanted to eat at the different rural restaurants and visit the various food artisans, food entrepreneurs. And the first week on the road, I said to Richard, this is going to be something much bigger than the book. I don't know what yet, but I can feel this energy building. And the book will be wonderful, and it'll be a great start, but it won't be enough to get these stories out to people. And then it was later that year, uh, I was working at Agribition in the winter of 2018. And that was when I met Adrian Halter, because his production company, Halter Media in Regina, was doing some uh, media work for Agribition. So the two of us met and started talking, and he had always had this dream to do a food documentary series in Saskatchewan. And we just, it was the perfect connection yeah. because I had these different connections with the farms and the stories, and he had the expertise in the video production end, and it went from there. Jen Sharp is my guest, the uh, host of Flat Out Food and uh, the creator of, of this show and all kinds of great articles, a book that we're talking about. You know, I have no desire in my life to research to write a book but if i did it would probably be what you were doing going around trying food that sounds like a fun <laughs> bit of research and uh i've actually seen an interview you've done on that you really made the best of it you were camping along the way and it was i'm sure it was a great experience for you oh it was it was awesome it was like nothing nothing else i've ever experienced before and i've been fortunate enough to live and travel in several different parts of the world but i think like a lot of us hadn't explored Saskatchewan a lot. Like I knew the area where I grew up in and maybe a few lakes, but beyond that, I hadn't really traveled much in the province. And so writing that book, I fell deeply in love with this province mm -hmm. and just got such an appreciation for the different landscapes and all of the passionate, driven, motivated farmers and entrepreneurs and chefs that are in this province. It is quite impressive, isn't it? You know, I, incredible. I'm also a very proud Saskatchewan fella, and uh, so I'm going to ask you this. If I give you the sentence, I want you to fill in the blanks for me. If okay. you're ever in blank, you need to experience blank. What's your okay. thought? I've got a good one. <laughs> okay. This is from season one of Flat Out Food. <laughs> if you're ever in the boreal forest, you must experience finding a little chanterelle mushroom in the moss. Okay. And so those <laughs> mushrooms have been used how? Oh, Saskatchewan chanterelle mushrooms are quite famous. They're on the mushroom flesh, when all the mushroom pickers come through, the Saskatchewan chanterelles are quite coveted on national and international markets because they are just these tiny little pops of forest, and they have... Like this amazing, incredible flavor. It's quite peppery when they're raw, but that 
comes off when you cook it, um, but they're used in lots of different dishes, and they're only available for a short window of time. And usually, depending on the fire season or how dry it's been, it can really affect how many chanterelles there are. But yeah, they're quite rare and they're quite special. And to my knowledge, Saskatchewan grows the best ones in Canada. That's outstanding. I, I've got a buddy in Prince Albert who talks about his mom is a, a absolutely avid mushroom picker, although I think he calls her a mushroom hunter. Yeah, and right. um, she hunts mushrooms, and she's a berry picker as well. That That is a Saskatchewan thing, though. My grand, I remember my grandpa used to tether ice cream pails to our belts. So we would go walking in the bush <laughs> picking, you know, choke cherries or Saskatoon berries or whatever. Uh, that's a Saskatchewan thing. Totally. I did the exact same thing. My mom would tie a belt through ice cream pails and we'd go berry picking all day. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you'd be sick because you ate so many and probably a few worms along the way. But it's, I mean, that's part of growing up in the province for sure. I can't help but think, Jen, uh, in your travels, that you, you know, the, uh, every one of these episodes is such a, a detailed look at an ingredient and then how it can be used in a meal. But you also probably eat at some dynamic restaurants in this province through your journeys as well. Oh, my goodness, Evan. It is just like every year when the, the crew is like a family because we've been doing this together, pretty much the same crew since the beginning, since 2020, and we filmed a demo the year before that. But every summer we come together to film this show, and the main thing that we're all excited about is where do we get to eat this year? Because Adrian and I always try, Adrian's the co or the director and producer of Flat Oat Food, by the way, but we always try to get a mix of rural restaurants and kind of hidden gems that you may have never heard about, juxtaposed with some, you know, some of the more well-known ones, like Hearth is in this season and Hearth in Saskatoon. And so the places that you get to eat along the way and all the little stops, the rural places, the places that are really reimagining and creating incredible dishes using the ingredient we've asked them to is it's an experience that i don't think you could have anywhere else to be honest you have to be in saskatchewan for sure you've become such a great advocate jen for homegrown food and i can't help but think the positive impact you've had on producers uh, whether it's agriculture or or anyone that is is involved in these ingredients that are being used, I've heard you talk about food choices that you make are also an economic decision on where you're going to invest your food dollars. Such an important thing to keep in mind. Oh, definitely, Evan. Especially like this week, it's coming out that there's this big push to have cereal for breakfast because people can't afford food right now. But it's just heartbreaking because. Food is often the first place that we cut our budgets when times are tough or when we're looking at, you know, being economical about our spending. But honestly, food should be the last place because food is what fuels us and nourishes us and it affects our mental health, our gut microbiome, everything in between. And so it creates a really healthy, thriving individual and children and families, but also when we keep our food dollars in our communities, we're supporting our local economy. We're not sending money off to Brazil or China or the United States. It's staying right here in Saskatchewan. And when we can support local farmers here, that builds up our farming and agricultural system so much better because the commodity agriculture is a whole separate side, and we need that, of course. But the small-scale folks selling direct to consumers we need those. Like, we need people in this province that know how to grow and raise food. 
because we don't want to lose them and we don't want to outsource that to other countries in the future either. Jen Sharp is my guest, the author of Flat Out Delicious, a book written in 2018, which uh, I would say got us into Flat Out Food, a now four-season-long documentary series where Jen, who is the creator and the host of this show, highlights ingredients throughout the season and, of course, by doing so, communities and people in the communities that bring those ingredients to us. Before we let you go, can you give us a sense of some of the most recent ingredients that you're highlighting in the season? Well, the season premieres tonight with our barley episode, and I think this one will this one will be special. It'll hit close to home. I mean, I grew up there was always barley growing in the fields, but how do we eat barley? Generally, we have beef barley soup in Saskatchewan, and a lot of us maybe don't experience another way, or we have it in beer, of course. Yeah. But in this episode, we're going to show you some really innovative ways to use barley. The chef in this episode, I think, will just really surprise you with what's possible with Saskatchewan barley. And then, of course, there's some really awesome craft beer and malt in the episode, too. So it's going to be a great one. And where can people catch the episodes, Jen? It's on City TV Saskatchewan tonight at 10, and then reruns are Friday night at 11 and Sunday night at 10 p.m. And then it airs nationally on Saturdays at 11.30 a.m. as well. Awesome. So proud of you, Jen. Appreciate the work you're doing, and I'm really happy you were able to join us this morning. Well, thank you for your time, Evan. Much appreciate the, the love for flat out food. <laughs> if there's a love for food, you got me. <laughs> you got me hooked, Jen. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll talk again soon. Hey, have a great day. Bye-bye. Jen Sharp, who is the uh, the host, the creator of Flat Out Food. And as you heard, it uh, premieres for this season tonight on City TV. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. And the radio Locally, Saskatchewan sourced ingredients. That's what it's all about for Jen Sharp and the documentary series Flat Out Food. And as you heard, season four premieres tonight, 10 o'clock on City TV. From the rolling fields in the south to the boreal forest in the north, Saskatchewan's food bounty overflows. As an author and journalist, I've spent the last decade tasting the best the province has to offer and telling stories to help us reconnect with our food. I'll take you on a field-to-plate journey to discover our finest ingredients and the people behind it all. Because this isn't just my story, it's Saskatchewan's. That's the intro for the show. If you want to check it out, if you haven't already, I know lots of people are loyal followers and fans of the show. It's called Flat Out Food, and again, it's on City TV Saskatchewan. Uh, Tonight, the premiere for this season is at 10 o'clock. Well, as we are talking, City Council in Saskatoon is meeting. The discussion right now is on shelters in the province, and I've got a couple of sources that I'll put in quotes that have been uh, texting in saying it's uh, already getting fairly heated. The questioning between, of course, the pastor who wrote the letter about the Fairhaven shelter saying, I think it's time to shut it down. Tribal Chief Mark Arcand with the Saskatoon Tribal Council is also present there. Uh, the mayor is involved in the discussion, so it sounds like it's uh, probably fairly heated. So we'll have some reports on that uh, for tomorrow and for the rest of the week. And uh, this this discussion on shelters is a big one. It's one that came up during open lines this morning and continues to be an important discussion. And although it's focused on Saskatoon right now, really, I think we could drop this into pretty much any 
community in the province and, and how we are dealing with some of these complex problems that we've got. Well, Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock means Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener, and that is your chance to prove that it's you. And is it you? We'll find out. Coming up just after 11 on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.